Welcome to Tea with Tia, a podcast that includes conversations about nutrition, TCM approaches to your health and well-being, how to use functional medicine to help detect a gut, a healthy gut, biohacks for healthy living, and all types of knickknacks for everything in between. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is how to get a healthy gut. Um, the secret to a healthy gut microbiome. And the key thing is diversity, diversity, diversity. So we will definitely dive in to show all the different ways to get a nice, rich, diverse, healthy gut. Today we have our seasonal co-host, Nancy Figueroa. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi, Dr. Tia. Thanks for having me back. All right, so we've been taught it's healthy to be completely clean. Wash your hands regularly, take a shower every day, use Purell whenever possible, especially around now during COVID. Do what you can to rid yourself of bacteria, viruses, and other microbes. We've been taught that we are masters of the environment when we are hygienic, that cleanliness will keep us from getting sick. I mean, have you heard that, Nancy? <laughs> I have, actually. But still, all this cleaning, I'm, I'm curious, how does our gut become so unhealthy? Well, it seems that keeping clean was not what nature intended. Beginning at birth, nature bathes us in microbes whenever possible, especially if you have a vaginal birth. From the moment you take your first breath, you are immersed in microbes. Your journey through your mother's birth canal plays an important role in inoculating your gut microbiome. So if the mother had like autoimmune or already bad gut health, it will pass down to the baby. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yes. So uh, your gut microbiome is vital to training and controlling your immune system. Another way of thinking about this is that your health, how healthy your gut microbiome is throughout your life is a major indicator of how healthy your immune system will be. Then during the first seven days of your life, your mother's colostrum nourishes and further seeds your gut. So we used to think colostrum was low in nutrients and therefore not very valuable. But we now know colostrum is delivering a mega dose of microbiome building elements. Even breastfeeding is part of the process nature, carefully designed to build your microbes. Now, going off script a little bit, uh, Nancy, do you remember back in the 80s, I'm sure you do, <laughs> that breast milk wasn't the best? Yeah. That formula was better? Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Mm -hmm. That it's fortified with vitamins. Right. That colostrum was not enough it's to build the child's, you know, mm -hmm, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And then we turned around, thank goodness, mm -hmm. and understand that, you know, the mother's milk, the breast milk is best. Uh, I mean, it's not going to solve a lot of problems like some of my mom's group when I had my baby, you know, any kind of issues and problem the baby had, they're like, use the breast milk. Pink eye, splash a little breast milk. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit nutsy, mm -hmm. but the breast milk is ideal to feed your child to build the system. Okay. Now, if we listen closely to what nature is trying to tell us, you would hear, you are not alone. You coexist with trillions of bacteria. Mm -hmm. With yeast and molds and other fungi and bacteriophages, other viruses, parasites, and more that's living in your system. Oh, it's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> okay, so it's a whole colony. Right. All right. So these microbes aren't all bad. In fact, 
you know, we live together symbiotically. Like I said, caring relationship with most of them. And when we aren't blasting them with things like antibiotics and PRL, right? you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, um, because you talked about as a child and breast milk, but as adults, how do we obtain gut richness and diversity then? Um, well, first of all, we want to talk about how we become unhealthy. Oh, okay. Right. You know, we start off with having all of these microbes mm -hmm. as a child. And then what happens? How do we start getting sick, right? Uh, we try to protect our kids in bubbles. That's not ideal. You know, have them have some dirt and touch some things. <laughs> Eat but, some dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was growing up in, you know, in the third world in my country. <laughs> but what happens is, as you start to get older... Mm -hmm. You ask, you know, how did we um, start to lose the richness and diversity? Mm -hmm. You start taking things like antibiotics, right, to do, I mean, it does a great job with infections and we need it. And we're so grateful for science right. to come around. You know, you don't want a staph infection. That's deadly. You definitely mm -hmm. need um, antibiotics. Okay. But they decreased your microbial diversity since they're not only targeting the specific pathogen causing the illness, they also destroy the beneficial microbes. So it wipes it all out completely. Mm -hmm. Your gut is raw and the flora is just, there's nothing left. Ouch. Okay, so that's what antibiotics does. And overprescribing and overuse of antibiotics is the huge contributor to rise what we're seeing, some of these chronic diseases and autoimmune issues. It's a rampant, I see in my practice, so many autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm. Did you know that just one round of antibiotics, Nancy, decreased the gut microbiome diversity at least 30%? Oh my goodness, that's high. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it's actually higher mm -hmm. if, if you really dig deep into some of the studies and research. Mm -hmm. um, and you probably heard, you know, like... What's the big deal with antibiotics? Why are we so worried, you know, about microbiome diversity anyways? Well, <laughs> funny that you ask because it connects to your immune system. Right. Do you constantly want to lose, you know, your colony where you're ill and there's nothing to fight? So over 80% of your immune system resides in the lining of your gut. Okay. It's a, it's a big number. Yeah, that's huge. And the microbiome is, it's, you know, it's in contact, constant contact. Uh, so a healthy, resilient gut microbiome relies on richness and biodiversity. Okay. So when there is high richness and biodiversity of the microbes in your gut, your immune system is stronger and more stable. Okay. So now what happens when you don't have enough good bacteria? Are there things you can do? There is. I'm going to discuss that. Okay. Uh, first, I'm going to go over, you know, what consists of diversity. Let me give you an analogy. Okay. okay. So what happens is, let's say, you know, we're, we're talking about occupations, for example. Um, in your colony, your residence, okay, mm -hmm. you have doctors, teachers, firefighters, and more. Diversity would be the number each of those people, like 107 27 doctors okay. is in your gut, all right? Let's say that lives there as residents. Okay. They're good-looking, strong, smart doctors. <laughs> 81 teachers. Okay. 62 firefighters, for example. Mm -hmm. So with the high richness and diversity, having all these good, friendly bacterias, you have much more capable and resilient community. Think about it. When you have lots of different types of people with different specialties available to you, right. you're able to call 
or just the right person to do the right job. So if you have a fire around, like let's say your body is having an infection, Mm -hmm. you're going to use your firefighter. But what if you don't have that firefighter in your colony? Right. Game over. (laughs) You know, all the bad bacteria will start traveling and taking over your community. What do we call that? Rape and pillage. (laughs) Conquering. Yeah. We don't want that. Okay. So who's going to come running when there's a massive fire? Do you want a doctor? Mm-hmm. No. 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 We need that firefighter. We quick. need the firefighter. Mm. Sorry, doctors. <laughs> so decreased diversity is associated with disease. And here are some of the list of chronic numbers of, you know, illness. Mm. You know, it's like obviously we know obesity, right? Right. The motility of your gut's not working well and burning properly. Insulin resistance. High cholesterol. The major big inflammation markers because your gut is unhealthy. Mm. Type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, correctal cancer, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, you know, all these GI issues, celiac. Wow. A variety of allergies because your histamines is unstable and it's just releasing out of the ordinary because your body doesn't know what's what. Right. And, poly, you know, you get chronic fatigue syndrome, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a form of insulin resistant. Um, so the list, you know, continues, but that's just a few chronic illness that I've seen. Oh, that's huge. Though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you ask, what can we do? Right. So, um, y- there's definitely foods mm-hmm. and supplements to take advantage of. So yeah, I've heard about like supplements, like probiotics mm-hmm. to help. Mm-hmm. You know, certain foods. What, yes. what can you share? Well, you know, our ancestors used to have a lot more microbes than we do, yep. right? The hunter and gatherers, they don't have these chronic illness. That's true. <laughs> they don't have diabetes or heart disease. You're like, oh, yeah, but they don't have anything to diagnose autoimmune. But they don't. They're just running and trying to catch their food and eating it, right? Just naturally from the land. Mm-hmm. So our microbial di- their diversity has decreased because... We reduced the food variety. Mm. We're eating highly processed foods. Oh, my God, yeah. Moving to cities that don't have dirt for us to touch on, you know. Mm-hmm. I always tell my patients when they don't feel grounded or they just don't feel connected to their body to go barefoot, mm-hmm. you know, by a tree, dig their feet into soil or yeah. garden. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. When you feel off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Nancy? Yeah. No, it's really So, good. you know, it's like, so... Overuse of antibiotics is another one that we talked about. So our immune system starts declining more and more. Um, Unfortunately, our food system has been selecting certain special foods with higher, you know, um, processed type foods. And we always say, you know, like in Mark Hyman, I I listen to, uh, avid listener to the Doctor's Pharmacy podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he mentioned that because of all these chronic disease and your gut is so unhealthy, what you need to do is when you're working on your diet, if it has a SKU card to scan, don't eat it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like if, if you just scan that hummus, it's mm-hmm. processed still. Your body don't recognize that processed food. I know. So it just that. sits that. Yeah. Um, so if you want to eat hummus, you make it yourself. Make you take sense. the beans, you soak it, you blend it, you add some olive oil. I'm not going to tell you this is not a podcast today about how to make your own hummus. <laughs> Maybe another time. Right. But, you know, it's like if it's packaged food, it's still refined. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, say, it's organic, you know, it's... it's still processed. It's still processed. If it's in a box, don't buy it. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
you know, all these other foods and different things, we just have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. On a global scale, the United Nation Food and Agriculture Organization reported that our food diversity has dropped 75 percent. Oh, my gosh. In the last hundred years. Um, Fortunately, we are consumers and we're pushing to return the diversity back. Right. People are a little bit more mindful these days. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And they're going to something, you know, like practitioners that practice functional medicine, acupuncturists, herbal. So at least that's happening and the education is there. But that's the key thing, education and familiarizing yourself with proper nutrition Mm -hmm. to have a better, healthy gut. Okay, makes sense. Right. Okay, so some of the foods that we can talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, you asked, well, can we take something like probiotics, right? Do you take probiotics, Nancy? I haven't, but I've heard a lot of people taking probiotics. Mm -hmm. Okay. So probiotics is definitely a good thing to take. Okay. It's definitely have some strands of microbes to help with the gut. But if you have an unhealthy, you know, gut, it's just going to do nothing. Really? You know, I just talked to Dr. Brandon, our new associate doctor. He's like, I've been taking probiotics for the last 20 years and I feel nothing. (laughs) But I still take it because they say it's good for me. I was like... But your gut health needs to be 100%. Mm. You have to have that richness and diversity. And to keep it, uh, you know, permeable and the integrity there and, you know, and your intestines are working properly, mm-hmm. yes, take probiotics. Drink fermented food is another one. Anything mm-hmm. with the uh, the lacto, you know, bilicist, um that's in yogurt and fermented food. Um that, that, that these are containing live enzymes, probiotics, we want to stay away from, especially if your gut is missing some pancreatic enzymes to break down food like polyphenols, mm. you know. Um, yeah, so we can talk about prebiotic foods. Okay. Is which, that a, a way to like reset that? That's right. Gut, okay. Yes. Prebiotic foods promote the growth of beneficial bacteria in the gut. What are prebiotic foods? Mm-hmm. They're they're crucifix foods, right? They're like um, things like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cabbage. Okay. And they're not really easy to break down. Yeah. Okay. Our body can't naturally digest it that well, especially if we have an unhealthy gut on top of it mm-hmm. because they're not absorbed efficiently. So you, you would gas and bloat even if you steam these foods if you have, you know, if you don't have enough diversity in your microbiota. Um, So what you need to do is you need to take some enzymes like pancreatic enzyme, prolithic enzymes, uh, HCL to have extra acid to break down the food and it will help assist in the gut health. But polyphenol, you know, are good things to eat to promote gut health. Mm -hmm. And you can take it in a supplement. I do. I I take a prebiotic and probiotic, but it's a soil base. Mm -hmm. Um, probiotic that has like fungus and different things to help assist. They're not directly probiotic per se. So it's a different compound that you really help restore the gut. Or taking colostrum is very helpful. Bovine colostrum. Mm -hmm. You hear Ben Greensfield, another podcaster that I avidly listen to that I believe is a genius. (laughs) (laughs) Is is, uh, how his lifestyle is. But yeah, he's 
all the way. He even has a line of colostrum. He's making shakes and different things constantly. Oh, wow. But it really helps um, promote gut health in your immune system. Okay. So anybody that's chronically ill or on chemotherapy, taking something like colostrum. It's going to help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, for sure. Good. Um, so a list of... Um, Polyphenol foods, just because you're curious, Nancy. I was curious, like, what what are some polyphenols? Okay, so they're, you know, beyond just a crucifix, Mm -hmm. we've got cacao and dark chocolate. Mm, I love dark chocolate. Red wine. Mm -hmm. uh, Grape skins, the the green grape skins, Mm -hmm. green tea, almonds, onion, blueberries. Those are the fun ones that I partake in more, you know. Uh, Of course, the veggies and fibers are really good. Um, and then you want to stay away from things like a really heavy grains because when your gut um, is really poor and don't have that diversity and it's filled with bad bacteria, mm-hmm. you want to stay away from heavy things like wheat, barley, and rye. It's just going to add to mm-hmm. that fullness and bloatiness? Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's a negatively impact your gut by increasing intestinal permeability and inflammation to some people. So, you know, when, and it's not just like celiac issues to stay away from gluten. We're all a little intolerant because of that reason. Okay. So when people are like, oh, I felt so great when I got rid of sugar and gluten. (laughs) And, you know, I just think that I can't have gluten at all. I have celiac issues. I was like, I don't think so. Mm -mm. You would die (laughs) if you have celiac problems. Oh, my goodness. You know, because even if there's gluten near the cooking area, area mm. you would go to an emergency or need an EpiPen oh but we're all a little intolerant and it's nice it's good practice right and if you do another quote for the uh, glucose goddess you can have some white vinegar just like in my previous podcast mm-hmm. you can drink it half an hour before you have these heavy starch type of gluten producing grains and it'll break it up and it won't stay in your blood right um and it won't spike your glucose level and make you feel super full and your bowel movements, which should be okay mm-hmm. if you do uh, decide to cheat and say, ah, oh, just want a loaf of bread. <laughs> oh, loaf, Nancy? Oh, my. <laughs> Go to a good Italian restaurant. You mm-hmm. want that bread. <laughs> yes, ma'am. With butter. <laughs> so diets containing animal-based foods promotes the growth of different type of intestinal bacteria. Not necessarily good either, Mm. especially if you're chronically ill and you're trying to help the immune system and the gut. You want to try to avoid Mm -hmm. as much as possible. Yeah, plant-based is more ideal. Okay. There are studies that show that vegetarian diets may benefit the gut microbiome um, due to the high fiber content. So it's very helpful. Okay. Um, So that's just a few of good things to eat. Um, Let's see what else did I have listed. Um... Okay. Yeah. So some of the uh, bifidobacteria that, you know, I've already listed, it's really good for your gut. Mm -hmm. Um, You can add apples and artichokes, blueberries and almonds, I've already said. But, you know, particularly seeds and plant, you know, plant um, tree nuts are all excellent. Okay. And then you get high fiber foods that are really good also. Raspberry artichoke, green peas, these are these are also in the polyphenol. And when you see bananas, yeah. it's green bananas. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I've heard like the ripe bananas are not, not so good much for you. They're okay. not great. And then I wanted to mention before 
we start saying bye-bye <laughs> to a, um, a category of food that is, I wrote it down. Oh, it's in the resistant starch category, okay. which can also be a prebiotic. Okay. So there are beans, brown rice, um, green bananas, lentils, muesli, cereal, cereal yeah. mm -hmm, oats, and potatoes. Any kind of potato or? Any kind of potatoes, yeah. but I stick with, you know, sweet potatoes, yams. Mm -hmm. Those are more ideal. Okay. The colorful one, you know, you want to kind of eat the rainbow. Makes sense. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. of, yeah, of your foods. But that's the resistant starch. And what it does is it absorbs in the small intestine and passes in the large intestine where the microbiota breaks it down really effectively you know, efficiently. Mm, okay. So those are some of the foods that you can play around with to help build your gut. Yeah, they're doable and they're easily accessible. And, you know, you probably wonder, Nancy, mm -hmm. how do I find out my gut health? Yeah, is there something I could do to check? You can check your stool. Okay. There's a couple of uh, apps that are, you know, technology these days. Right. Um, there's one called Ombre. Okay. Which is only $79, I bet. They take a little bit long. They haven't been in business for quite some time, but I'm going to go ahead and do a shot out. Okay. Um, and then the uh, Viome mm -hmm. is another one. And they have a plan where they kind of look at your saliva, your blood, and your stool. Okay. Or you just want your stool. To me, I just care about your checking your stool and finding out the gut health. Okay. And they'll list all of the different bacterias and markers. Oh, wow. You know, um, and, and there's definitely so many links to if you have a bad microbiome, your immune system of markers of inflammation, your C-reactive protein will pop up. So that's why you want to eat correctly and, and take care of your gut. And right. not only that... Um, once I see the list of your result, your lab work, mm -hmm. I'll notice that, okay, we need to work on some of these good bacterias. Mm. So here's specific foods, specific, there's specific foods to also activate population. Got it. Like for example, there is a, um, a bacteria called Acomancia. Mm -hmm. And that actually is like a Pac-Man to go munch and macrophage all of the different foreign materials and fibrins in your system, precancer cells even. Huh. So it's really good to have that. So a lot of people with autoimmune, with cancer, with different chronic disease are really low in the acclimentia mm -hmm. bacteria. So how do we promote growth? You can't take it in a capsule or a pill. It's based on food. So you want to eat foods like that are really rich in antioxidant, like um, pomegranate juice. Okay. Um, cranberry, you know, polyphenols will help, like the reversatrol that is found in red wine. I'm not saying drink red wine, <laughs> but a glass, it's fine. Right, right, right. So uh, that is how you create diversity and richness. Okay. Is there anything else right. you want to add to the audience? Yeah, no, so, so by looking at these test results, you'll be mm -hmm. able to hone in mm -hmm. on what's deficient mm -hmm. and then maybe come up with a meal plan that's individual customized for that person yes okay. exactly well, that makes sense and then you have a list of things to follow along to try to eat mm -hmm. to clean out your diet the key thing is if you get rid of refined sugar yeah refined foods mm -hmm. right processed 
you know, it should be grass-fed, free-range, mm-hmm. no antibiotics. We have to be very cautious with eating mushrooms, unfortunately, because of the antibiotics. Got it. Um, you know, soft cheese, mm-hmm. things like that, or even um, sprouts that can carry bacteria that you might not want. Mm. So this type of stool test can show if you have E. coli. I have a patient who came back from Mexico who tested. I I check your tongue and pulse. I said, something's wrong. Your Mm. gut's not right. There's a parasite. We need to do a cleanse. Her doctor checked her stool. She has E. coli (laughs) in addition to the parasite. So we have to be cautious sometimes when we travel. Yeah. But the good thing is that there is a way to reset and get your gut back to that diversity and mm-hmm. richness yes. mode. Mm-hmm. You want a good-looking colony, mm-hmm. real sexy, real fit yeah. <laughs> in your community yeah. to take care of all the situations that you may have in your body to be disease-free. Yeah. Perfect. So we start with eating a nice, clean diet. Yeah. Right? Okay. Cool, Nancy. Thank Thanks you. for joining me today. My pleasure. I Thanks hope, for having me. I hope you guys all enjoy your cup of tea. And I'll see you next time. If you haven't subscribed to this, to my podcast, Tea with Tia, please do wherever you podcast. Otherwise, we will see you all next time. This podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not qualify as a medical diagnosis from a doctor. This podcast does not provide any medical services or have any claims of curing any conditions. If you are looking for help in your medical endeavors, seek out a qualified medical doctor or a physician that may offer functional medicine. It's important for you to have a licensed practitioner to help you make change and oversee your health.